0: everyone i'm liam the daughter i'm lauren the
1: mom what's going on what's happening Nothing. Nothing? Happy, happy, <laughs> <laughs> happy Leo season. And <laughs> right out of the gate, she starts
0: already. Oh, shit. We're being naughty mm-hmm. again this episode. Laura's yeah. feeling a little spicy today. We
1: love a spicy lore. I am. I am. This is like, I don't know, my Friday night. <laughs> I know, right? Is that weird? Is it because it's Leo season? It's like Thursday morning. Yeah,
0: it, I know. Yeah, shh. <laughs> don't tell anyone it's morning. We've had a few drinks.
1: Shh. We were like, should we have the coffee?
0: No. 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 Laura said, Give me the give me the alcohol me the, and give I was me the like hooch. we're gonna get spicy. Hey, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Right. Not here. Yeah. Oh, sh- <laughs> Jacob! I'm Not supposed to tell anybody that. I always feel a little spicier when Leo season rolls around. Oh yeah, Cancer season. I'm sorry, cancers. I love you, but your season it's not it's not for me. It's Not for you. No. No. Yeah. Too emotional.
1: Yeah. I kind of feel
0: bogged down. So yes. then when Leo, the fire, you know, comes in, feeling a little more confident, feeling a little shed, more
1: shed that shell. Shut the show. Ooh, TM. (laughs) Put that on a t shirt. And then let it roar Oh, okay
0: <laughs> katie perry <wrapped> up. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, so yeah i'm
0: feeling i'm already feeling good i do yeah. good in fire seasons yeah water seasons not so good you you cut me to the core <laughs> so i'm trying to recover i'm trying to there recover and yeah you didn't help last week right. with your fucking emotional roller coaster of, oh yeah uh, yeah mm-hmm. so this week i decided to lighten up so we'll get to that okay. in a minute but yeah. first we have something to tell you
1: we do you start. You start. We have decided that we are going to start our own traditions Yeah, here at Uncle Bob's. Right. Or just in our family,
0: right? Yeah. Well, we always like we want to have more dinners together. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do our version of like a Sunday night family dinner. Yeah. We had
1: to spice it up. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to make more time for each other. And still keep it fun. And have something to look forward to. Yeah. Is, has been important for us. So yeah. we
0: took one of my 19 million pumpkins. You yes. know, My jack-o'-lanterns from Halloween. And we just started, we all like sat around and we started writing themes. You know, we're big right. on themes here. We're theme people. So every Sunday, we're going to try mm-hmm. every week. Yes. And if it's a big theme, we're going to need maybe more yeah. time to prepare. Yes. If costumes are involved. Exactly. So you have a... Movie or mm-hmm. TV show, right? pop culture theme. Yes. And then a food dish. That has to be made. Th- yes. Okay, yes. that goes along. With the pop culture pick, right, and I added that we all have to dress up to the you best did. of our abilities. You did to fit the theme, yes, and decorate. You know, right. get into it. That's correct. Do you want to give some
1: examples <laughs> of our theme? I'm so excited. We've already right. done a few. So we've already done a few. Uh, we did the other night. We made calzones. I had never made a calzone. No, I've never made a calzone either. Because my entry was
0: Parks and Rec and calzones.
1: Yes, uh, the calzone zone, right? And I had to the never seen. Zone.
0: Yeah, so we've never we, seen them. Yeah, so we picked that out of the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, We made the calzones
1: together, so that was nice
0: quality time. And then we sat down and we watched every Parks and Rec episode where they mentioned a calzone. Right,
1: right. (laughs) And it was amazing. And the first one we did was Degrassi
0: you had picked. Yeah, I, of course, you know, I love Degrassi. I don't know if we've ever talked about that. Um, Degrassi and Canadian food. yeah. And you wanted poutine. So that was the first pick. And so we made our own like vegan poutine and we sat and we watched Degrassi and I was going down memory lane. With the
1: Jay and Silent Bob episode.
0: Yes. Yeah. So those are some of our themes. I put in, like, Matilda and pancakes because yes. she makes pancakes in the movie. Yeah, uh, We threw in some, like,
1: movies that none of us have seen to right. hopefully get us to watch yeah. different movies. I think I did Eight Men Out Yeah, with, uh, like, ballpark food. Ballpark, yeah, like hot dogs yeah. maybe, like yeah. a vegan
0: dog. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Love that. I put in Coraline and the Welcome Home Cake. So we're yeah. going to make our own Welcome Home Cake. Right.
1: And then I dug into the pumpkin last night it's your for my pick. first pick. Yeah. yeah. And what did we get? The Sopranos and fucking baked ziti. What, no fucking ziti now? <laughs> Hell yeah. And I will. You, Hey, if I have enough time
0: to prepare, I will go and get a polywalnuts Walnuts-like tracksuit to fucking fit the occasion. I will. You know I will. And it will be the Pine Barrens episode. It will. I've been looking for an excuse to get one of those.
1: <laughs> Suits, and I think now is finally the time. So you swoosh when you walk. Shush, 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 shush. But you have to get the poly Walnut wings. Oh, the hair. The hair. hair. Oh, yeah. and the jewelry.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go all out. I'm going to go all out. He's my favorite. You know I love poly Walnuts and Christopher. So we're going to go all out. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, if you guys have – some entries that you yeah. want to suggest so you have to have like a pop culture pick and right. a food dish that goes right.
1: along yeah
0: send and them we're to gonna, us
1: we're gonna start filming it is that what you said yeah we're gonna start
0: recording some of them for tiktok so if you don't All follow right. us on tiktok please go it's gonna be like a new series on our tiktok channel nice. so please go and follow us there it's yeah. gonna be fun and maybe you guys could do it it's like it's fun yeah yeah i'm excited about it it's a way to spice things up and spend time together and cook together and make sure we're cooking and eating at home i don't mm-hmm. know it's just it's mm-hmm. nice. It's been
1: nice. And it ties into you know our love of pop culture of course. Well yeah and
0: like we put some like some suggestions that we've had for mm-hmm. topics to cover for Uncle Bob's we mm-hmm. put them in the pumpkin so mm-hmm. then we'll be forced to, to do the topic. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like watch yeah. new things.
1: I think it's fun. Yeah and I think this like stems from because you know that's like some of my I, I love a theme. You love know it. that. We have we talked know. about this many times. And my favorite thing to do on Sundays when I you know wasn't working was open up a bottle of wine cook up my favorite Italian food listen to some Italian music and then you know end the night with like Goodfellas or The Godfather or something like that well how
0: cool that that was your first pick then was kind of how
1: you started
0: this tradition for yourself. How fun! Yes, I love it. Okay, love so it. that's some magic for you. Yeah, Maybe implement that yourself if you want to.
1: And please share if you do. Oh my yes. god, that would be so cool. And send in some recos. Some... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just choked. <laughs> trying to be did, hip. Did was you just... Re- <laughs> recommendation? Yes, I rec- did.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're so <laughs> fucking cool. Well, watch... <laughs> You're so hippie. I cool. like literally choked. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shitty. All right, we're going to move on because okay. I just can't top that. Uh, every week we pick an organization that needs a little shout out. Jack, yes. what do we have this week? This week is the White Feather Foundation. They embrace environmental and humanitarian issues and, in conjunction with their partners, help to raise funds for the betterment of all life. All yes. right. I love that. Yeah, so Go check that, that out. Please. That's, so that will be linked below mm-hmm. in our show notes yeah. along with everything else. Yeah. That was Laura's pick this week. Yeah,
1: that's definitely one I've been following for a while. So. Yeah, so that
0: will be linked. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And it's relevant to our topic. It is relevant to our topic. To both of them.
1: Okay, so me and you,
0: we have talked about this. If you've been listening wow. to us for a long time, we are mm-hmm. simpatico. We are and we plan our episodes out and we just like kind of shoot out things we've been thinking about mm-hmm. and literally we just pair them together by name, like right. do the names of each sound good together. And yeah. that's what we do. Right. And it's like one of my favorite times of the month when we sit down and we yeah. plan out the whole yeah. month. It's
1: fun. Right. And we don't know what the lesson is going to be. And like we don't no. know what each other's lesson. Sometimes when I sh- throw out a movie, I don't even know what you the lesson is going to be. Or right. it's a
0: movie I haven't seen, so right. I have no clue. Right. So it's weird because we kind of like met up and like, you know, had like a Mm -hmm. (laughs) little chat and our topics this week are so simpatico. It's kind of freaky. They are intertwining. Yes. So we have like a music,
1: I don't know, spooky episode today. This is going to be a little unconventional and I think it's going to be a wild ride and I think it's going to open up a lot of chat. Hence
0: why Laura said, give me the alcohol. Give me the alcohol.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Because we're going to need it today. All yes. right, so put your feet up, grab a drink. I'm diving in. <laughs> Leanne's diving in. I'm fucking diving in. All right, right, on. I am doing Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. My favorite jackpot. one of our favorites. So yeah. I had to tell a little story. So this is a 2006 musical fantasy comedy film, mm-hmm. which I love all mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, take your swig. Go ahead. Um, so when I was in, like, middle school, right. I had a boyfriend named John. And he loved Tenacious D. Do you remember this? Yes, that? yes. And I remember him, like, coming over, and he's like, you have to see this movie. <laughs> it was the <laughs> pick of destiny, and I, like, you know, was trying to impress, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking love this. It, you know, we did like Tenacious D, but, like, so I got hooked on it. Like, yeah. I thought it was a hilarious movie. Right. So I just had to share that. So I have been, like, I have been hooked on this movie since 2006. Yeah, for a long time. Yes. So it is rated R. Yeah, I have decided that my new thing, like your thing, is the box office numbers. I've decided my new thing is the rating. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I saw, I was like, you know what? I'm taking that. That's mine. <laughs> this one's rated R. Okay. It was uh, written by Jack Black, Kyle Gas, and Liam Lynch mm-hmm. and was directed by Liam Lynch. Awesome. Here is your cast. Jack Black as himself, JB. Mm-hmm. Kyle Gass as himself, KG. J.R. Lead as Lee, uh-huh. Ronnie James Dio as himself, Tim Robbins as the Stranger, John C. Riley as Sasquatch, <laughs> and Dave Grohl is Satan. Yes, I like, mean, <laughs> yeah. like people clown on this movie, but that cast—you can't like, fucking top are you that? fucking kidding? That's so hilarious, good. so um, good. And there are many more cameos like Ben Stiller, Amy Poehler, Fred mm-hmm. Armisen. Like yeah. if you keep your eye out, oh you're like, gosh. wait a minute, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I think we had just watched. Like, an interview with Jack Black, and he said that this did not do well. Right. At the box office. And it was,
1: like, their their baby.
0: I know, that they were, like, so proud to make it, and, like...
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it did not do well. But guess what? I love his attitude. He's, like... We're still so. Pr- I mean, We're we are proud, so of, proud
0: it. of it, and I think it has like creep back up as mm-hmm. kind of like a cult classic yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he was like, "Fuck it, we loved it
1: and we had Fuck fun." It. So we will not apologize. <laughs> so
0: you go, Lore. That's sassy,
1: Lore. I know, sassy Lore's out today. It's I know. Leo season. Yeah. Roar.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I hated that. Creepy. Uh, I know, gross. Okay, so here's the rundown, and you're going to have to bear with me because, again, it's a musical. Right. So if you, like, for some reason don't want to watch the movie, which I don't know why you wouldn't, it's Mm -hmm. hysterical, if you go on Spotify, you can look up the soundtrack and Mm it tells the whole story. Yeah, right. Like, if you pay attention. Right. All right, so as the song Kickapoo explains... (laughs) This is going to be hard to get through because it is ridiculous. Right. Um, young JB grew up in a town called Kickapoo in a very religious household. Stop it, Lore. <laughs> i got to get through it. Is it because I'm saying poo?
1: Kickapoo. <laughs> I'm such a child. I know. I and you <laughs> love Jack Black's humor. You're just I like all black, about it. I yes. Yes.
0: Okay, so he was the black sheep, of course, uh-huh. and was set on making rock music. His dad, played by... The loaf, the loaf, <laughs> the loaf, meat loaf, <laughs> uh, busts in to explain to young Jables that rock and roll is the devil's work, and he punishes him for listening to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Um, as he storms out, JB prays to his Ronnie James Dio poster <laughs> <laughs> via song again because it's musical, asking
1: for advice. I have to interrupt for one second because but, that little kid <laughs> that is plays adorable, young Jables. <laughs> Oh, I know. He looks, he like looks him. like him,
0: and he's so fuck. He has the facial expressions down he pat. He's fucking oh so adorable. It's he des- hilarious. He
1: deserved a nom. He did. De-
0: <laughs> you deserve a fucking Grammy. Wait, is Grammy what you give to people? Is Grammy Oscar? Oscar? <laughs> Grammy's music, Oscar film. Hey, well, he was singing. You deserve That's true. both. <laughs> For your lip-syncing abilities. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. So as he's praying, Dio appears, the Dio, and tells him via song to escape his oppressive household and move to Hollywood because there he will meet someone and form a strong alliance and together they will face their demons and reach fame and fortune with their sick jams. (laughs) How do you feel about that? I love the sick jams. Sick jams. Mm -hmm. So JB heads to the City of Angels to look for his counterpart. Mm Mm-hmm. Here comes the underrated movie intro. So you had that, right? Right. And then there's like the title sequence, and it's all tarot cards. I know. And like not in a jokey way. It's beautiful. It's so gorgeous. I so love it. Underrated the yep. imagery in this movie, mm-hmm. like 10 out of 10. Loved it. Okay, so after that, we flash forward to Adult JB.
1: Mm-hmm. Jables. <laughs>
0: You were looking at me like you really had something to say, and that's all that came out. Yes.
1: Cage and Jables. <laughs> Thank you for
0: your input. <laughs> okay. One day, while he's walking on a beach, JB comes across a man playing guitar, and he thinks it's like the best thing he's ever fucking heard. And this is the song Classico. <laughs> okay. Uh, his name is Kyle Gass, and after some songs and drama, they join forces. Love it. JB found his counterpart in KG and he's now living on his couch. <laughs> okay.
1: That's my heterosexual life partner.
0: <laughs> That's a good, JB. Cra- That's That's a a good, good mashup. JB. Cra-
1: That's a good mashup. That a
0: good mashup lore. Damn, you're on fire today. Oh my gosh. Okay. So KG, because they think that KG is like the ultimate rock star. Okay. <laughs> KG agrees to teach him the basics of rock mm-hmm. power slides, sex. Cock (laughs) push-ups to properly learn how to flex your cock. Of course, of course, duh. What else would that be for? So important. Smoking weed, dealing with angry fans, etc. And this string of scenes is like hysterical. I was like dying because I hadn't seen this in a while. Oh my god! They choose a band name first. Tanak from a birthmark (laughs) (laughs) that is on Jabel's ass. He's like, I've had this birthmark that says Tenac, and I think that should be the band name. But Cage comes in and is like, hold on, I also have an ass mark that says ESD. <laughs> okay. So they're like, let's put it together, Tenacious D. <laughs> the band is born, and they decide to join a contest in order to win money right. to pay their rent because they're poor. Okay, relatable. All right, first, they have to practice. Yes. Okay? They, play- <laughs> oh, duh. they play their first gig at a little bar. It's not received well. <laughs> no one's into it. Their only fan is the pizza guy, lee. <laughs> lee, lee. Lee, 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 Lee. I said that if we <laughs> ever do an Uncle Bob's live show... That I am entering the stage to that song. How well, iconic would
1: that be? To get permission, permission hey, from the I D. Could, I think I could get permission from the D. Yeah. I don't know. I think we could make that happen if we were at the point of live shows. But then it would have to be, lo, 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 lord. oh, God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we hey, could request your own version. Jables, write me a tune.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. So now is a good time to say if you liked the original show. Is it yes. just called Tenacious D? Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of nods and like uh, characters that yeah. are from the show that are right. in the movie. Love it. Okay, so stuff is not working out for Tenacious D. Mm-hmm. So they look to their inspirations. All right, Led Zeppelin, ACDC. They're like, what do they have that we don't have? And they realize that all the guitar players are using the same guitar pick. Right. And it's like green. <laughs> and it looks like Neil, And it's like Neil. <laughs> the photoshopped pictures of these rock stars using this pick fucking send me every time. Okay, so they're like, we need to get one of those. So they go to Guitar Center because they think they can just buy one. There's a lot of weed involved in this movie. Have I said that? Okay. Yeah. But Ben Stiller. Oh my God, the hairdo. Who is dressed up as like an old rocker? Oh my, we've all met. We have all met someone that looks exactly like yep. Ben Stiller in this movie. And if you say that so you haven't, you're fucking lying. I'm so sorry. funny. Okay, he laughs in their face when they ask for this pick. Because that is the pick of destiny, which mm-hmm. is the darkest secret in the history of rock. Of course. Of course, duh. <laughs> and he knows all about it. Duh. This st- He works at Guitar Center. Right? <laughs> he has to know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's mandatory. Exactly. <laughs> the story goes, a dark wizard summoned Satan and a battle broke out. Mm-hmm. Satan's tooth ends up getting knocked out. <laughs> before he's put back in hell by the wizard. Mm -hmm. The demon's tooth was made into a guitar pick. Of course. I I can't remember why. I was like, what? And it gives the user amazing musical skills. And who do you think got the pick first, Mom? Robert Johnson. Robert fucking Johnson got the pick of Destiny first. Duh. We've talked about him many times. And now no one knows where it is. But Ben Stiller in his hair <laughs> suspect <laughs> that it's at the Rock and Roll History Museum. Yeah. So obviously Tenacious D has to get the pick so Gotta that get they it. can win the contest and pay their rent. Right. Okay. <laughs> 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 so the rest of the film is them trying to retrieve the magical pick of destiny. Uh-huh. I'm not really going to spoil it because it's a comedy. I mean, there's so funny. many little like storylines yeah. and they're yeah. fucking hilarious. They meet a bunch of characters along the way, like Tim Robbins and Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The Sasquatch scene. So funny. Hysterical. Yes. And eventually they end up at the Rock and Roll History Museum where they find the pick, steal it, and power slide away. Power slide. Power glide? Power slide. Power slide. Glide. Mm. Slide. I don't know. So, Both. I, I'm going with Slide. Okay. I'm going to go with Clyde. Okay. All right. They arrive at the contest. <laughs> and like you said, Clyde. <laughs> I'm going to go with Clyde. I'm going to throw in a new option <laughs> to keep you on your test. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. They arrive at the contest. So rock the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But are immediately interrupted by Satan himself, who appears to have a rock off with the D. <laughs> okay. Here are the conditions. If the D wins, He has to go away. Yes. If Satan wins, he gets to take KG back to hell. Okay. (laughs) That's always Cage. I know. It's always, he's like, what the hell? (laughs) They have a rock off. It's amazing. Um, again, I'm not going to spoil. It's Dave Grohl playing Satan, and I love the it. songs in this movie are actually They're so good. fucking good. Like I listen to the soundtrack all good. the fucking time. Yeah, it's the best scene in the whole movie. Uh, Tenacious D, of course, wins because it's their fucking movie, of course. Of and course. they send the devil back to hell. Mm-hmm. They also keep a piece of his chipped horn. It chipped in the battle,
1: and they use it as a bong. <laughs> And that is the end of the film? <laughs> it's the end of the film. I know I say this all of the time because Jack Black is specifically known for his comedy and, you know, tomfoolery, but... Tom his tomfoolery, mm-hmm. but, oh my gosh, his voice. They are both underrated musicians. Completely. Like, if you listen
0: to their harmonies, oh, they gosh. fucking kill me. Like, if you take out the jokes, mm-hmm. he is... Oh my God, his oh, vocals
1: are wild. When I saw him in concert, phenomenal. Oh, I can imagine. And then him in High Fidelity when he sings...
0: Yeah, I Ugh. really appreciate Tenacious D and Jack Black. Like, you can tell they really have a love for the music. Yes. And we're going to get into that kind of. So that's right. why my lesson today is inspired by Tenacious D. And yes. specifically Jack Black and, like, the School of Rock thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to dive into, like, rock history yes. a little bit farther. okay. Because I feel like it keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was something we were missing. Okay, okay. Does that make sense? Did you Did you put your... I fucking Sherlock Holmes the shit out of that. Oh. And I figured it out.
1: Arthur Conan Doyle makes his way in again. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, and I did it to myself. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> you Motherfucker. You played yourself. I need someone to go back and tally. <laughs> I'm not even kidding.
0: Like, how many times he has appeared. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. So, first, I need to give you an intro into the devil.
1: Yes. Because we
0: haven't really, mm-hmm. like, we've talked about the devil, obviously. Uh. Oh, my God. I just had to let that out. I'm sorry. We... Wow. Okay. <laughs> she goes, well. wow. And Amazing. And she crosses her hands like a Virgo. You're so cute. Okay. So here's your The Devil 101. Got it. All right. The Devil, also known as Satan, mm-hmm. Beelzebub, Lucifer, Master. No. <laughs> so on and so forth. So on and so on. And also known as the personification of evil. Yes. All right. Usually appears with horns, fire, chains. Of feet, mm-hmm. whips. I don't know. So. <laughs> like anything you yeah. want to throw in there yeah. that is associated with bad and dark, right. it's probably found with the devil. Yeah. The devil controls all demons. Mm-hmm. They're all malevolent
1: mm-hmm. and basically
0: want to kill everything good. Right. Of course. Let's just wipe it out.
1: Good versus evil.
0: Exactly. Uh, The devil is present or the devil or some form Mm -hmm. of the devil is present in many religions. Mm -hmm. In modern Christianity, he is considered God's arch nemesis basically. And like you said, the whole good versus evil tale. Good v. Evil. (laughs) Okay. You're fucking killing me. You got to give me a warning. You're being so, like, hip today. Oh, my gosh. Right. It happens
1: uh, every once in a while.
0: Yeah, I like it. Keeps me on my toes. All right. It is said that the devil was actually once an angel named Lucifer. Mm-hmm. He was a bad boy, so he had to take the plunge. And your favorite show, Supernatural, yes. really dives into that right. mythology yep. if you are interested. Yep. I noted here that he is the original fallen angel and that Nicolas Cage <laughs> needs to stop trying-
1: he could fucking um, never give Nikki. up. Nikki, you can't measure Nikki up. Nikki, no. <laughs> fucking give up.
0: All right. Uh, if you couldn't tell, if you've been listening to us for a while, you've probably guessed that Christianity is not our, our thing. Yeah. Okay. That's why I like joke a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, I'm not going to s- go into the whole history of this because mm-hmm. honestly, I don't want to get too spicy. It right? is Leo season again. That's I'm right. Up, I'm up on the spice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. In my opinion, though, I will just say this. The devil is normally used for two things, fear and control. Right. All right. So there is an obvious tie between the devil, religion, Christianity, and rock music. And Mm -hmm. we kind of went into it in the backmasking episode. A little bit. Yeah. Episodes. That was episode seven. Wow. I feel old. Lord, what's happening? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that so a long, long time ago. ago. Jeez. So if you haven't checked that out, this would be like a good time to go back and listen to that. Yeah. I feel like we need to create a chart of like staple episodes that you need to listen to to understand. Yes.
1: Like Moving forward. recurring themes. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's a good
0: idea. Fact check Jake in on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, rock music was instantly seen as the devil's music because... And especially if you were white and racist, it was black music. Mm -hmm. All right. So that wasn't going to fly. Let's be honest. Right. Uh, Also, it was more sexual, made people feel something and get up and dance. We didn't Mm -hmm. want that. Oh, hell no. No, the lyrics were more bold and unrestricted. Mm -hmm. They were seen as godless. Anyone that liked rock and roll. All right. right, So keep that in mind during this conversation. Because it does play a part. I want to look at the devil and the occult in rock music closer. Okay, obviously the devil was mentioned in music and pop culture prior to when I am about to start, but I want to look more at that like deep link between mainstream rock music and the devil and the occult. Does that make sense?
1: I gotcha. All
0: right, so again, we've talked about Robert Johnson, whose mythology really kind of introduced the devil into the rock music narrative, like that kind of like really merged the two. Yeah. And it continued to pop up all throughout blues music. The devil, mm-hmm. but as music became a little more edgy and expansive into the '60s, which we talk about the '60s yes. a lot, the romance between rock and the devil was written in stone. Yes. All right, so let's go to May 1967. Um. Hey. It's a good year. It's a good year. Yes. Laura, you were born in 67. You go, girl. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. The Beatles released the much-anticipated album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And here's where I feel like we were right. Like, we've talked about this so many times. we've talked about it. But we haven't, like, I
1: don't know, connected all the dots. So I was very excited. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I'm always putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. I'm like... Oh, we talked about that, but I probably should have about this first. Well, sometimes you don't know. Yeah, you and don't then, know. And I think it kind of makes it more
0: interesting mm-hmm. and fun. Yeah. All right. So this was a massively influential album that helped establish the importance of psychedelic rock in music experimentation. And I, like to, I would like to ask your opinion mm-hmm, because yeah, from my yes. perspective, I consider Sgt. Pepper their, like, Breaking Bad moment
1: yes like
0: i feel like they were all like the you know refined haircut and they were doing their little matching suits and like fuck the bubblegum pop and then sergeant pepper came out and it was like hey experimental (laughs) fuck this shit going into the all the new stuff yeah very 60s so i'm gonna dub that there breaking bad yes all right Here's an interesting point that I found in my research. I have a lot of cool articles that are going to be licked on this website. Licked or linked? Oh, my God. (laughs) Linked. Lore. Get it together. (laughs) She's calling me out. She's calling me out today. All right. This album was said to capture the sensation of using marijuana and LSD Mm -hmm. in a sound. I thought that that, I just thought that that was very mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never used LSD, so I don't know, but right. I just thought that was it. Hey, Jake, no. <laughs> hey, there you go. Do you want me to cut that <laughs> He's like, fuck you. You can keep it in. I don't yeah. care. Um, no, I, I would say you probably need to take acid to uh, feel like you're taking acid. Yes. Wise words from Fact Check Jake. Always so. <laughs> yes. Straight. He's always in, so real with it. Straight and to the point. All right, so the cover also broke the Beatles mold because they were starting to change up their typical us uh, just standing here yes. layout, which, which I thought was interesting.
1: Is, you know, witnessed on the album cover.
0: Exactly, that's what yeah. I'm saying.
1: That the cover yeah. like broke
0: the mold because mm-hmm. before that it was kind of the like you said like the bubblegum pop and mm-hmm. then when you get into the Paul is dead and then there's all those mm-hmm. clues. I mean, they kind of were like yeah. we're going to get a little yeah. wild here. Yeah. So the Sgt. Pepper cover is basically a giant collage of pics and artwork with the Beatles in the front and a big, ba- mm-hmm. oh my God, and a bunch of famous people with <laughs> the back. Shut up, Laura. <laughs> If you haven't seen it, that would be the time to go check it out. But I'm sure you have seen it. Um, The Beatles were each asked to come up with a dream list of people that Mm -hmm. they find interesting or that they would want to see in like a magical movie for the cover of this album. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are a ton of people. I'm not going to go through the entire list. That would take too long. Exactly. Instead, let's focus on one man named Alistair Crowley who can be seen standing in the top left corner. That is another episode. If you're lost, if you're new, mm-hmm. go back. You talked about Aleister Crowley yep. a long time ago, right? Too. And
1: then we talked about the Golden Dawn as well. Yeah, so. he's
0: come up like a yeah. bunch of times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I have him summed up as a cultist, a weirdo. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> the most evil man ever born.
0: Yeah, that was like his. Yeah, that's, that's what that's he his was dubbed. Line, right? Yes. So supposedly, Paul McCartney put Crowley on his Sgt. Pepper dream list. Okay. But apparently, all of the Beatles saw Crowley and his do what thou will attitude as pretty enticing. Mm-hmm. And they liked the idea of self gratification and indulgence and of complete liberation. Right. All right. So, this was a huge deal on such a mainstream album. And it kicked off some interest in mysticism and the occult, which is, I think, where we kind of like, in it, we're we inter- like skirted around that detail. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't realize that that was like, Such a solidifying moment between the two. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was wild. I love that. Yeah. So here's some new information entirely that I was
1: like, whoa. Um, Hold on to my hat. Yes.
0: Okay. So then you have the other heavy hitter at the time, the Rolling Stones. Mm. And here is where I'll say, please don't unfriend me or like hate me. I am not a Rolling Stones fan. I appreciate their music and their contribution. I like when people cover. Yeah, their music. Oh, I am so not like a Mick there. Jagger voice. Fan, yeah. Right, okay, Right. Right. So understand that. Right. So I had no fucking I was like, what? This yeah. was shocking. Right. So at the end of 1967, they released an album basically to compete with the Beatles. And it was called Their Satanic Majesty's Request. Mm-hmm. And this marks from what I have read, the first time Satan's name was in the title of a mainstream record. Wow. And it was directly to compete with the Beatles who had put occult imagery on their Sgt. Pepper album.
1: Include, Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, including the little doll wearing the sweater that says Rolling Stones.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ugh, the yeah, the Sgt. Pepper cover is like you could literally, yes. there could be a podcast just about oh my gosh, just us the that. cover. Exactly. So then in 1969, the Rolling Stones released the song Sympathy for the Devil, which on every list I looked up is basically considered the best devil song of all time. Hmm,
1: okay,
0: all right? I may have to do an episode on the Rolling Stones because I okay. kept finding stuff and I was shocked. And we're going to talk about Brian Jones, I'm sure. Yeah. Exa- well, yeah, yeah. But apparently Mick Jagger... Uh, read a lot of occult books. Uh, he wore mm. fake devil tattoos on stage and Keith Richards famously dated a witch. Again, I was not into
1: them, so I don't know any of this. I'm like, is this common knowledge? I mean, if that man didn't make a Faustian deal, I mean, how's he still alive? Oh my God, he's hanging <laughs> by a thread. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm sorry, you know, that's you know me. live us all. Exactly,
0: for fucking real. <laughs> Something is going on there. Okay, anyway, it is wildly assumed, though, that the Rolling Stones were just playing into this to compete with the Beatles mm-hmm. and kind of amp up their bad boy rebellious personas because mm. it seemed to fit their persona more. So yes. they tried to kind of like take it. And it it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, the fans were into it, uh-huh. okay? And we're almost taking the occult and Satanism more seriously than the rock groups that turned yes, them on to it. I don't right. know why, but I was like, Mind blown. I'm like, damn, this makes so much sense. Yes. Again, we have chatted about Led Zeppelin who came Mm -hmm. in, okay, and their deep ties to the occult. Then you had Alice Cooper enter the scene and amp it up even more with Shock Rock. Right. Which Screaming Jay Hawkins did first. We talked about that. Yes, we did. So the relationship kept growing and morphing into different genres.
1: Which I, is like so
0: interesting and cool. It's
1: so awesome. Some yeah. examples,
0: metal, doom, shock rock, like I said, etc. And I have a specific example. Do you? Yes, and it is actually called occult rock. I love it. Fun, a.k.a. doom music or witch rock, which I had never heard of what? before. What? I've never heard of exactly. that. Exactly. It's defined as a subgenre of rock music and it originated in the late 60s, early 70s. So right, mm. what I'm talking about. Uh, the lyrics or style more often than not incorporate occult imagery in lyrics, and the music is influenced by psychedelic, hard progressive rock, metal, and the blues. Wow! Right. Common misconception is that occult rock equals dark and scary, and right. that's not always true. Even though some like to play that up, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like always a foreboding. The case. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's more about like the imagery and the lyrics and the content. Okay. So think that. Yeah. So some examples are Coven. Mm. black widow blue oyster cult yes. is on this list who we talked about yes black sabbath and ghost
1: i have not heard of ghost
0: i know a lot of people that are into Ghost. Okay. i have never I'll gotten have into it but out. um i did list a few articles expanding on specifically occult rock like the best occult rock albums of mm-hmm. all time and more on that genre if you're interested you can awesome. find it on our website so in conclusion Yes. I have, like, my nerd glasses on. Uh-oh. I literally felt like <laughs> that meme, yeah, it's always a sunny meme where I'm, like, trying to piece everything together. So, in conclusion, Smartly is out. Mm-hmm. When taking a slightly deeper look, the answer to why, like, the devil and the occult and rock kind of merged is kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. You were at the peak of that iconic 60s area. Area. Stop. Area. Stop.
1: Stop. Stop. <laughs> Area 54, 57, 51. Oh, that's Heinz 57. She tried to roast me, but then I tried turn. to sound smart and I don't know about aliens. But then roasted gig. yourself. Oh my God, I love that so
0: much. Uh, the iconic 60s era. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was all about expansion of the mind. So you can find that with the magic and the mysticism, Mm -hmm. Uh, self-gratification and indulgence. So the sex, drugs, rock and roll, the Satanism, Uh, rebellion against traditional beliefs and norms with topics like religion, sexuality, and gender. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Oh my gosh, we are crossing.
1: Are we? we? Yeah, it's funny. Is this part of your lesson? No,
0: I'm going to be pissed. Go, girl, you
1: go. Okay, okay.
0: It also didn't hurt that the two most popular rock groups at the time highlighted occult imagery to a mainstream audience, and it took off like wildfire. Mm -hmm. So you have to think about it when you're a teen, and like the Beatles, and like the British invasion was so wild. Oh, yeah. Anything that these stars did, you were like, I'm going to
1: fucking do it too. So if they were putting occult imagery in their Mm -hmm, shit, mm -hmm. you would... Yeah, (laughs) you know. I mean, it's still true today. I have to tell you. The other day, I heard a young gal talking about. I don't know how old she was, but she was talking about having her twenty second birthday party, and she was talking to her mom, and she said, "I know exactly what I want for my twenty second birthday," and the mom said, "What?" She goes, "I want a Taylor Swift themed birthday party." Oh God! And her mom was like, "Do you really think you're going to be into her at that age?" She goes always be into taylor swift and i was like <laughs> wow but it's kind of like what you're talking about like it runs the, deep it runs deep yeah. the effect that these celebrities have on the choices people make it right and now even today like how that's grown even crazier with like
0: influencers i mean that yes. could be a whole nother conversation but yeah so you have to understand like a, there was a lot of occult imagery being put in yes. the rolling stones music yep. to compete with the beatles who mm-hmm. were kind of getting into that and then you had led zeppelin i mean it was like Everywhere. everywhere. So it went rampant. And then, yeah. like, say you had someone like you who was already interested, kind of. Yeah. And then you listened to that music and you were into them. And then it I just it literally took yeah. off like wildfire. So the devil became a symbol for this mindset. Mm-hmm. It was another way to show rebellion and unrestriction. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly appreciate Tenacious D and their creative nods to this relationship between the devil and rock. Because they use it often and yeah. they... Do it in a way that doesn't feel stale. Right. Like they're obviously joking and they're kind of like poking fun at the history Mm -hmm. of it all like Tenacious D Mm -hmm. would do. But you also can recognize that they have a deep appreciation for the history of what they're talking about. I don't know. I just love love it. it. It's all fucking cool. I love the devil imagery. I'm sorry if that like insults, you know, your religion or, you know, but I love it. I have a a devil tattooed on my arm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it has always been a symbol to me of just like...
1: Rebellion. And, yeah.
0: I'm going to do... Yeah.
1: yeah I'm yeah. not going
0: to fall in line or I'm going to live Lee. my own life. Mm. Yeah, the fiery
1: Lee. Wow, we are
0: just really mm. having a Leo season episode. So, I see. So that is my lesson. I like was upset. I was into this. I was like... Yeah.
1: You I were... had my nerd glasses on and I was... Tink- oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. Uh, well, that then segues into mine. Does it? Because, oh my gosh, we are crossing paths here. And no, again, we folks, not. we do not do this on purpose. No, we but don't. I think I said to you this morning, I said, this is like one of those topics where I dive so deep down the rabbit hole oh, no. you got where lost. it's kind of, well, I could go on forever. Like right. I could, com- I could probably write a book. Right. I could compile so much. Like it's so fascinating. And you know, my Virgo detail. Oh yeah. It's like, I want to include everything. And then I get like flustered because I'm like, I- I'm not telling enough. There's so <laughs> much more you know I have what to i mean to tell you everything <laughs> exactly right. Right. i am right. so
0: fucking excited that we linked up that closely here's my fun fact, though first oh please you just yes. fucking settle down hold Laura. your freaking pants on <laughs> <laughs> oh my god she's had like two drinks and she gets so cute <laughs> and funny okay so it's currently on netflix if you want to watch it and have a good time yes the pick of destiny it is hilarious from start to finish Love um it. tenacious d would honestly be a great guest and I'm not just saying that, like, the music knowledge that has to be oh between gosh. the two of them, I think that I would just explode. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Mark McGrath on uh, Rock and Roll Jeopardy. I think about that often. Yes. yes. I want to pick his brain, too. Sugar, right? where are you at? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, The mushroom scene where he meets Sasquatch.
1: Again, I was, like, pissing my fucking pants. Like, hit their humor. And, of course, my Virgo brain is, wonder what kind of mushroom he's eating? Oh, Lord, get a grip. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: That is what I have. That is all I have. That is the pick of destiny and the devil in rock music. And I just thought that was so cool. I love that so much. And gosh, we are. We are linked. We We are are so linked. Telepathically linked. I am so excited for this. And can we address the elephant in the room? What is it?
1: Um, you have an iPad in your hands. I know, and I'm like, "What's the password? I can't remember." Oh <laughs> my god! Oh my god! Laura's trying to I'm use technology. Trying to use technology, and you know, I did not purchase this. <laughs> this is one that you had laying around. It's like extra big. Like yours is tiny. Mine's like, oh, I still had to put my glasses on. And oh my god, Laura. it's like super big, like big, big <laughs> words. And I'm like, wow. This is a whole new thing for me. Okay. Well, you're you're doing great, sweetie. All right. Well, we're going to have to stop for one second (laughs) because I don't seriously remember the password. (laughs) Okay. We fucking got her in. It's working. It's working. Way to go. Yay, technology. I hope it doesn't shut off while I'm – You're going to be fine. (laughs) All right. So I am doing 1968 – Rosemary's Baby. Oh. Okay, right. Yeah. So I know it's folks, one of my least favorite movies. Folks of all have time. been waiting for this one. Oh, they have. I probably just crushed. So I'm so oh, sorry. No psychological horror film. It sure is. And yeah. I think it is. It it's is. A, it's a mind fucker. It's a right. Mind, it's <laughs> a that's, mind fucker. That's it. Yeah. All right. Three point two million dollar budget. Okay. Thirty three point four mil at the box office. That's good, right? It's good. She's like, hmm, it's I mean, it's not like an out-of-the-park blockbuster, (laughs) but... I know. (laughs) Okay. All right. Written and directed by Roman Polanski. Now, I'm going off on so many different tangents here, folks. I am not really going to dive into the fact that this dude is... A piece of shit. A piece of shit. Mm -hmm. So... We know we're aware. We know he's a piece of shit. And if you weren't aware, (laughs) now now you are. uh, you look him up. Yep. All right. So produced by William Castle Enterprises. Okay. Why are you looking at me like I know? Do I know what that is? Well, because he's famous and known for his B-horror films, including Mr. Vincent Price's House on Haunted (gasps) Hill. We love that. And The Tingler. (laughs) (laughs) The Tingler. (laughs) Okay. And the original 13 Ghosts oh yeah okay fun right uh based on the 1967 novel by the same name by ira levin okay all right here's your cast i'm ready mia farrow Mm -hmm. rosemary woodhouse that's a cool name rosemary woodhouse i know it's very like
0: you know i'm mysterious
1: (laughs) john cassavetes as guy woodhouse okay Ruth Gordon as Minnie Castavette. I love Ruth Gordon. She's such That's a great names. actress. Yeah. Sydney Blackmar as Roman Castavette. Maurice Evans as Hutch. Okay. Victoria Vetri as Terry. Mm-hmm. And Charles Grodin makes his feature film debut as Dr. Hill. Wow. Also a great actor who we just lost um, in May. He just wow. passed away. RIP. And then Ralph Bellamy plays Dr. Saperstein. Wow, okay. So, whoa. <laughs> so big cast, whoa. big cast there. Yeah. And there's a lot more people, but, you know, I'd be here forever. <laughs> give her the opportunity. I would have given them all you. to you, right? <laughs> all right, so here's the plot. And okay. I want to give a trigger warning for Ooh, yeah. my synopsis of the movie and also moving into my lesson. Yeah. It deals with some very touchy themes, paranoia, the occult, rape, suicide, murder. It's a very dark film. This is a very dark yeah. film, right? You asked and you shall receive. Hey, I have a story.
0: Mm-hmm. I specifically remember, and like we joke about this, mm-hmm. right? Like the first recollection.
1: Oh. Recollection? <laughs> it's a recollection. <laughs> I hate you. New word. <laughs> We're going to have the dictionary of <laughs> Lee. <laughs> it would be a bestseller. <laughs> it sounds like a chicken dish at <laughs> a barbecue restaurant. I recollect. Uh, a recoll- <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Anyway, I don't even know what the fuck I was trying to say. Yeah, you're going to tell a story, you recollected.
0: You were recollecting on your past. Oh, no. Yes. You pretty much let me watch any movie I wanted. I mean, like yeah. ov- like horror-wise, yeah. because yeah, yeah. I was really into horror movies, mm-hmm. so we joke like I saw The Lost Boys at a really young age, right? <laughs> Tender age of right. nine. Um, but you would not let me watch Rosemary's Baby, no. so every time I saw the iconic poster, mm-hmm. I would literally like get afraid, because mm-hmm. I'm like, she won't even let me watch that. Like, yeah. what
1: is it? It must be bad. It must be
0: real fucking right. bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm like – and then I saw it and I was like, I get it. I'm yeah. still scared of it. I'm, it yeah. still scares me. Right.
1: Right. right. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> We're heading in. We're heading <laughs> in. We're diving, diving in. in. Strap yourselves in. Okay. All right. So the film earned universal acclaim and, and is considered one of the greatest horror films of all time. Oh, shit. Okay. Young couple, Guy and Rosemary Woodhouse, are in search of a new abode. Yeah. Guy is an actor and wants to be closer to the theater. Okay. Rosemary falls in love with a recently available pad in the Bramford apartment building in New York City. Nice. Their friend Hutch tells them that they should reconsider as the Bramford is known for its shady past, including witchcraft and murder, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all you'd need to say, and I'd be like, I will look elsewhere. Think. Well, when you but-
1: said witchcraft, I'd be like, oh. Ooh. And then you said murder, and I'm like, mm. But the young <laughs> couple has a devil-may-care attitude. um, I'm foreshadowing. That was good. Um, And, of course, they sign on the dotted line. Sign me up. I'm in. (laughs) I'm invincible. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) As they are getting all settled in Uh to the new pad, Rosemary meets one of the neighbors named Terry. Terry. Who tells her she was pretty down on her luck until Roman and Minnie Castavet, an elderly couple that live in the building, took her in and gave her a place to stay. Okay, suspicious. Yes, they even gifted her with this really cool hip necklace. A hip will, necklace. Yeah that will protect her. <laughs> and it's Tight. filled it's filled with an herb called tannis root. okay, which smells like pure ass. Oh okay, are you gonna get to that? Well, it's a completely fictional herb. It doesn't exist. Oh, oh, okay. So, huh. Shows what short, I know. Short there. Right. Uh, the next evening, Terry apparently flings herself out the seventh story window. Oh. And R.I.P. Terry. Terry the girl? <laughs> yes. It was all happy. Yeah. Guess oh, what? Oh. That necklace did not. Uh, no, it didn't shield you. <laughs> it did R. I. P. not protect you. R.I.P. Terry. <laughs> The cast of Vets then suddenly take an interest in Guy and Rosemary. Oh, no. Okay. Guy gets very close with them, but Rosemary finds them to be nosy and annoying. Yeah. Right? Back the fuck up. Right. Get on my business. So, miraculously, Guy's struggling career gets – he gets a lead in a prominent play, which will skyrocket the old stalled career. Okay. Um, After the lead actor all of a sudden goes blind – for no reason. Okay. Okay. Wow. Nice. Immediately after, Guy decides he wants to have a baby. Oh, hmm. okay. right. Uh, he plans this romantic dinner in which Minnie so kindly supplies the dessert Mm-mm. of chocolate mousse. Right, Ooh, I do like a moose. Well, most people do. <laughs> you that can't resist the moose. That would ensure it would be eaten. Right,
0: <laughs> I know Laura's like, I'm <laughs> fucking eating the moose. I eat the
1: moose. Right. Uh, Rosemary thinks it tastes a little weird. Oh, hmm. and she doesn't want to eat it. I'd be like, this moose is shit. <laughs> it tastes like crap. <laughs> How can you ruin a moose, Minnie? <laughs> <laughs> Minnie, your moose is shit. <laughs> Guy throws a hissy fit, saying that she's being rude. Oh, hmm. right. So she chokes down as much as she can. I'd be like, I don't care. I'm being rude. This tastes like crap. Exactly. But she chokes down as much as she can. And while Guy steps away for a minute, scoops the rest into a napkin. Nice, nice. This is important. Okay. Because obviously there is something in, in the moose. <laughs> it's not a normal moose. <laughs> Rosemary, after, of course, she does the dishes. let's <laughs> Oh, my God. Becomes faint and passes the fuck out. Okay. But she's still kind of somewhat aware of what's happening because she didn't eat all of the moose, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the one time not eating all the moose is like shit. <laughs> she thinks she's dreaming, but I'd say it's more of a nightmare, right? Okay. And she's laying naked on a bed with all of the weird old neighbors surrounding okay. her. No who are also naked, hello, there's the horror film right there. Mom's like, I was horrified. (laughs) And she is raped. Okay. okay, By what appears to be Satan himself. The one I just talked about. Right. Wow. Super creepy, right? Yes. I'm uncomfortable. This movie makes me so uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable, right? Um, So when she wakes up the next morning, even more uncomfortable than that is the next scenario I'm presenting. When she wakes up the next morning, she's covered in scratches. Okay. Okay. And her husband says that he forgot to clip his fingernails, but did not want to miss baby making night. So even though she was passed the fuck out, and she's like, while I was asleep, like while I was passed out, and I'm like, This is just so wrong. Like Aww. so wrong. Yeah, see on this so many levels. My stomach. Right. So So anyway <laughs> moving on. Okay. All right. So guess what? Rosemary's pregnant okay right yes and she celebrates with the new hairdo which she like if you've seen this movie right right you know how drastic the hairdo is and it's very like abrasive looking kind of you know <laughs> it's it's and she's like vidal sassoon cut it I and he it goes he's like what the hell happened oh i thought it he's like cute. he's like did you pay for that oh wow way to roast her yeah he's like basically he goes I think this is the worst mistake you've ever made. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Really? Dude, you want to fucking hus- chat? This husband- We're about to go. Is such a douche. Yeah. He's such a douchebag. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, the Cassavets convince Rosemary that she should not use her obstetrician, Dr. Hill- but instead go to their friend, Dr. Saperstein, because he's like a famous obstetrician, right? Okay. He tells her not to take the vitamins that most pregnant women would take, but instead to ingest a disgusting concoction, a daily drink that Minnie's going to whip up for Minnie, her. Who Minnie, who made the moose. Minnie, who made the moose. I don't want anything Minnie is whipping up <laughs> in the kitchen. And guess what? It has tannis root in it. Okay, why does she keep putting that in it? Right? Exactly. Uh, not yummy. If it smells like <laughs> ass, what do you think it's going to taste like? Right. Ass. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Rosemary struggles through the beginning of her pregnancy. Like she's in complete pain. She's looking very gaunt. Uh, she's not looking good. Right? right. Right. She's looking a bit rough. And her right. friend Hutch is, he's worried. Okay. Not the husband, of course, but no, no, her no. friend. Um. And he asks Rosemary to meet him the next day because he has something he wants to tell her. Okay. Hutch doesn't show Um. because mysteriously he falls into a coma. Oh. Right, with no explanation with of how we go. No explanation. Oh. Three months later, he dies, and oh. it's funny because he dies. He's an older gentleman, but okay. he dies, and and Rosemary's like, oh, like I completely forgot that my friend existed, and now he's dead. It's so weird. Uh, here is where I say that her character, yes,
0: uh, <laughs> the writing.
1: <laughs> well, oh my hello. god, Roman Polanski wrote it. Right, right, right. So, uh, but. He did not die before awaking for a brief moment to make sure that Rosemary gets this book that he had for her. Okay. All about witches. Nice. Uh, Basically, to make a long story short, laying out what the hell has been going on in this shit show. Yes, please. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I want to know.
0: I thought you were going to tell me.
1: (laughs) Now she becomes suspicious, Oh, oh, now Rosemary. And thinks possibly that her asshat of a husband is involved. Uh, You think? And now she wants to try to get away, like- A minute before the baby is born, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, To Mm -hmm. no avail. She goes into labor. Right. The baby is born. Mm -hmm. Dr. Saperstein delivers the sad news that the baby did not make it. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, And she's buying this. Oh, okay. A few days later, she hears what sounds like a baby crying. Right. And her hubby tells her, well, there's new neighbors that moved in and they just so happen to have a newborn baby. Okay. Finally, Rosemary is not buying this bullshit. Oh, Rosemary. It's she follows time, the cries. Okay. And finds this, like, mysterious room with Minnie and Roman and Guy, her husband, and all the freaking weird neighbors, uh-huh. a black bassinet with an upside down cross above it and a demonic looking baby inside, right? Guy tells her, well, you know, I really wanted to get my career going. Get it off the ground, and we can always have another baby. Like that's no big deal. What I don't, I don't understand. So you sacrificed the baby to the cult? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, because the baby was demon.
0: Oh yes, right. Because Because, she slept
1: with Satan. She slept with Satan. I'm so sorry. Not guy. Although he could be Satan. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I was Um, gonna say it's all mixing. It's all mixing. It's all bad. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, She spits in his face. Yes. But ultimately, her motherly instincts kick in, implying that she will be a mama to little Satan. Cute. Right. Yeah. scene cut print check the gate. moving on <laughs>
0: moving and that on. is rosemary's baby okay yeah the first time i remember when me and fact check
1: jake first started getting into horror mm-hmm. and then what you were finally like now's the time now yeah that you, you can't, can
0: experience rosemary you cannot baby.
1: call yourself a horror aficionado and not have seen this movie and we watched it and what how long is this fucking oh movie God, it's Five like two hours. hours later <laughs> me and jake
0: looked at each other and i was like what the fuck was that that's pure shit no it was yeah. just like
1: it's one of those movies that is so uncomfortable to watch that you don't want to, like, why would I want to watch this? It's very uncomfortable. Like, there are so many, and I I don't know if at the time, I would hope that at the time this would still be make you people would uncomfortable. would hope,
0: yeah. But specifically, yeah. I mean. I mean, let's be honest, it probably yeah.
1: didn't. Right. Not Not in the ways that we would expect. Right. <laughs> All right. I have a few fun facts and okay. then I'm going to get into my lesson. Yes. So kind of a little bit like art imitating life. I read some articles where they say when Mia Farrow's giving interviews and they bring up this character she played, she refers to Rosemary as a victim. But yet at the time that the, she was making the movie, she was married to Frank Sinatra. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I had no idea. Um, and he did not want her working.
0: Okay. Dude, yep. have I talked about how I've got a bone to pick with Frank fucking Sinatra? Right. <laughs> we brought right. this up.
1: This is the stuff we talk about in our spare time. I'm like, Frank our- Sinatra? I don't like that fucking dude. I know, right? <laughs> give, yeah. me, give me Dino any day of the right, week. Right, right. All right. So when she refused to leave the project, he served her up divorce papers on the set. Class act. Classy. Yes. Classy Frankie. Yes. Classy. Rosemary's baby was due... On June 6th of 1966, or 666. Six, six. Okay, cute. I like that. Okay. like that little nod. Sign of the Beast. Mm-hmm. Interesting enough, this movie is often compared with The Omen and The Exorcist.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah
1: I could see that. Mm-hmm. They're all uncomfortable. <laughs> all uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, Roman Polanski considered his fiance, Sharon Tate, for the role of Rosemary. Mm-hmm. And there's a longstanding debate that she appears in the party scene, but is unbilled. Like she didn't oh, get really? credit. Right. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So William Castle yeah. believed the movie was cursed from the get-go.
0: Okay. All right.
1: So he had so many health issues that plagued him throughout this movie. He almost didn't make it. Like he almost died. Okay. Um, and then of course you have the Tate-LaBianca murders. Right. Um, but he was sure that the devil was coming for him. Okay. And so he spent four years in seclusion after the release of this movie. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Spooky. I don't like it. Yeah. Right. Um, there is a scene in a taxi cab where Rosemary is reading a book. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes to like this bookstore to find occult books right okay so the book is entitled the book of ceremonial magic okay by a.e. Waite, or you know rider Waite, rider Waite nice tarot deck. little nod Not there all right so here's my lesson okay i'm ready you ready yes does it piggyback off of what it i just said so piggybacks off of your stuff okay as a matter of fact people are gonna think we were in the room like writing the same things Ew. all right so okay here's my My lesson. Okay. I wanted to give the definition of a cult because in the movie they are considered a satanic cult. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So a cult is a system of religious devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. Okay. In its inception, it was not considered negatively. Oh. But then the other definition is a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices that others regard as strange or sinister. So then it kind of starts taking on like negative stereotyping, right? right? right. Okay. The satanic cult, as we see depicted in the movie, um, is relatively modern concept. Really? Okay. So you went into the basics on the devil and Satan and Lucifer. But prior to the 20th century, Satanism did not exist as like a real organization. Right. Okay. Right. Um, It was more so a concept Mm -hmm. of persecution
0: particularly
1: in the European and colonial American witch hunts, as well as the Inquisition. And so now when – because I always ask the question, like, why do they always lump witches in with the devil and satanic cults? Because if you look at the religion itself, it's not –
0: It doesn't – Right.
1: So there you go. I think that kind of – you know, might be an option for that. Right.
0: Right. Oh, interesting. So
1: some of the key players bringing Satanism into the forefront were none other than Alistair Crowley. Welcome. He's another Welcome. motherfucker that won't leave us alone. He, well, he pops up in this kind he of does. stuff all the time. Um, Madame Blavatsky, which we have not talked about and I will do her at some point. Okay. <laughs> um, and in 1966, Anton LaVey forms the Church of Satan. Yes, we We have have, talked about that. Right. But we haven't dived deep into him. No, 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 no. In 1969, he writes the Satanic Bible. Yes. Okay, so get those dates, right? 66. Yes. Church of Satan. 69. 69 Satanic Bible. Okay. Rosemary's Baby. 60s. Okay, what else is happening in the 60s? What the heck is going on? You just tapped on on it, and we have talked about this... So many times. Right. But people are questioning religion. Right. The straight-laced days of the 1950s. Gone. Gone. Made way for the counterculture. Yes. Peace, love, and rock and roll. Uh, sexual exploration. Not just for procreation anymore. Right. <gasps> But also we had the assassination of JFK, mm-hmm. Bobby Kennedy, MLK, Malcolm X, et cetera, right? Right. We have political wars, civil Turmoil. unrest, political yeah. unrest, feminism. Mm-hmm. And for God's sakes, we had for all, Right? Oh, my God. Yeah, for all. <laughs> so what this brought a lot of fear, right. paranoia, rebellion. There's a lot going all on. All those things that you were just talking about, right? Interesting. The landscape was littered with the occult in movies, in music, in, you know, mm-hmm. just the landscape of – Apparently of, thanks to the Beatles. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. So you have this idea of a satanic cult. Right. And well, what about just plain cults Okay, and cult leaders? Yeah. Right? Right. Because I was like, where did they come from? Yeah, they had to have been there first. Right. And it seemed, well, you, it you seems to kind of parlay into the 60s culture because really? most of them happened around this time period. I couldn't really, really find a lot of cult leaders prior, Interesting. You know? Okay, and I could be completely wrong, but it's just the research that I did. So cult leaders in the 60s and 70s were on the rise. Wow. Okay? And there were plenty to choose from, let me tell you. Yeah? I can only pick a few. <laughs> I can I only right? pick a few called leaders. So the earliest that I found was Jim Jones. Oh, yeah, really? Who founded the People's Temple in 1955. Oh, so, that story, yeah. Um, and he ended up fleeing with his followers to Guyana. He was super paranoid about nuclear attack. Right. Right? Um, so he flees with his people to, to Guyana, creating a settlement they called Jonestown. Okay. Talk about self-importance, right? Yeah. mm mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> 19- name this
0: town my after town.
1: myself. <laughs> after me. <laughs> in 1978, Jones instructs his followers to drink Kool-Aid laced with cyanide. Mm. And over 900 people drank that Kool-Aid and perished.
0: Yeah, there's a documentary that we stumbled upon mm-hmm. like years ago. If we can find it, we'll link it. Yeah. Um, that, oh, that story is just... Devastatingly sad.
1: It's very devastating, yeah. but now you know where that little phrase comes from. Drink the Kool Aid. Drink the Kool Aid, mm-hmm. right? Uh, next up, I did not know about this cult. Uh, is Heaven's Gate? Okay. Formed in the early seventies by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. Bonnie hey, Nettles, aren't those the cutest names? <laughs> Marshall Apple leaders aside, Bonnie Nettles. Bonnie Nettles. That is cute. The two hit the road on a trip across America, picking up followers along the way. They dubbed these folks The Crew. Ooh, The Crew. Mm-hmm. Yes, modern. Right. Hip. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Operating under the premise that Marshall was the second coming.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Uh, God was an alien, at the, and the world was... Going to hell in a hand, hand basket and about hell to end. A Honda hell in a Honda basket. Me as a cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> We're all aliens, <laughs> and it's about to end. The world's ending, right. right? That's. I feel like that's a basic premise there. Exactly. So in so this was what did I say. Started in the seventies. Mm. In three March of ninety seven. Okay. Thirty nine members put on some black duds. <laughs> And weirdly, I mean, this was like kept coming up that they were all dressed similar, and they all had the same pair of brand new Nike shoes. Okay, it was so <laughs> weird. I, I was maybe like, maybe they Ooh, wanted a detail. To, I had to. They bring wanted in. to be
0: synchronized.
1: <laughs> maybe yeah. they ate some applesauce laced with phenobarbital, washed it out? down with vodka. Oh, put plastic bags over their heads and checked out. And they all wore armbands that read "Heaven's Gate Away Team."
0: Wait, they all died? Yeah. What the fuck? Okay. You were talking about applesauce and then I got, okay, that's Enough. what I mean. This shit just comes up and it's like, and we're dark. And, yeah, right? Okay, right. I have a fun fact about uh, Heaven's Gate, actually. Yeah? Okay. yeah um, I don't know if this still holds true, but I read an article that their website is still active. Wow. And they will send you VHS tapes.
1: Oh, Like VHS? explaining what
0: they've got going on. Yeah. Oh weird. my god. So for all the
1: avid VHS collectors out there, if you want a weird cult tape, I think you might be able We're to
0: We're gonna to give like one. spike their website. Oh my oh gosh, god.
1: that's weird. Yeah. Bet that'll be worth some money someday though. I don't know. That's just weird. All right. But <laughs> I mean it's disturbing. It is very um, but the most famous cult leader of all time yep. would have to be. Mr. Charlie Manson. Charlie Manson, yep. So although we are not a true crime podcast, Mm -mm. with this movie and the synchronicities that come up with cults and cult leaders and specifically Charlie Manson, I thought that we kind of had to diverge and go down this road a little bit.
0: Yeah, so if you uh, are a member of our Patreon, we've Mm -hmm. talked about this many times because I think um, something that would surprise a lot of people is that we were kind of like big true crime Mm-hmm. Buffs mm-hmm. and specifically The Manson because it Intertwines so much with, with. pop culture mm-hmm. Was like something like I wrote Papers on it yeah. I have studied it I have read books mm-hmm. and books and you have Like because of yeah. that like you've been mm-hmm. into it So people have been asking us To talk about it but we yeah. were like I don't know Like How we're not a true that crime in? podcast Right and we don't
1: want to like ever Glorify which is not what we're doing No we are not trying to glorify any of this Yeah so If Woodstock was the crowning glory of the 1960s hippie movement, then Charles Manson was surely its demise. Yeah, he fucking ruined it all. Yep. Yep, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. Mm -hmm. The Tate-LaBianca murders on August 9th and 10th in 1969 ended the movement known for peace and love. Right. Because up until this point, famous people did not live in gated communities. They did not have bodyguards. Oh, interesting. People didn't lock their doors. Like... Mm. Charles Manson spread that fear and paranoia. You know what I mean? Okay. And he really wasn't even a hippie, if you look at it. he wasn't. He was a master manipulator. I was going to say that was a... He dressed like a hippie. I was going to say that was a costume he put on so he could manipulate people. That is correct. But he is literally the poster child for what the hippies were really Um, about. If you are on a
0: side mm -hmm, not that we're on. Does that make sense? Like if you think... Maybe differently than Mm -hmm. we do. And you hear the word hippie, that's what's going to pop in your
1: head. We know better. Right. But you know what I mean? And we've talked about this so many times because I honestly, like, I call myself an old hippie. I mean, people are like, why do you call yourself that? And people get offensive. Right. Right oh, you're a tree hugger, you're a hippie, but it's almost like this, oh. It has definitely taken on a negative. Yeah, and I always wondered about that, but this kind of gives me a little bit of, oh, okay. okay. Cult leader status aside, because we know that in the 60s, Charles Manson put together, you know, a group of lost souls that he dubbed the the family. Yeah. Right. But cult leader status aside, what he really wanted was to be a musician, Right. Right. And he is riddled throughout the music scene. Yes. Most notably his relationship with Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Although I've just found a whole rabbit hole on Mama cast and uh, the Mamas and the Papas um, and record producer Terry Melcher. Right. All right. So Charlie believed that the Beatles mm-hmm. were sending him messages through their music. Right. And specifically the song Helter Skelter. Song gets creepier when you realize all of this information. That it's not an amusement ride in England. Yeah. All right. So here are the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Okay. Right? Yes. All right. Anton LaVey's Church of Satan used a topless review nightclub act for recruiting new members. Okay. And Susan Atkins was one of those dancers. She later hooks up with Charlie Manson and becomes a key member of and the, the family. family. Okay. Right.
0: Yes. I'm following.
1: Yes. Charles Manson's family murdered Sharon Tate who was pregnant at the time. She was married to Roman Polanski. Who made Rosemary's baby. Roman Polanski made Rosemary's baby. Right. The outdoor shots of the Bramford were actually the famed Dakota apartments in New York City. And the Dakota is where John Lin- John Lennon lived. John Lennon. <laughs> John Lennon. <laughs> his linens now yeah. <laughs> where john lennon lived and was murdered yes okay and you can actually see the exact spot wow um so we could literally sit and talk about this subject for hours uh there are so many connections to the occult it and is music. a web that is film
0: once you fall down it's hard to get like i spent years reading about this subject
1: and how all of this is intertwined yeah It is like there's so many rabbit holes and so many people. And, I mean, it is fascinating. So then this – this is just the tip of the iceberg, but then this is going to fuel the satanic panic, right? which you talked about in the eighties where Christians are pushing the idea that satanic cults are murdering and abusing children in their rituals.
0: Right. Right. And you can literally see like start paying attention. If you do watch shows like the X-Files and supernatural, because they're all, they it gets brought up this yes. satanic panic a lot. yes. This narrative, like mm-hmm. it was a big deal and still like you said, I still think to some degree it is like a huge deal. So keep
1: keep your eye out in a lot of pop culture. It comes up. Well, yeah, because we had just talked about um – quentin tarantino's film oh, once upon, upon a time, time in hollywood where right. he kind of takes a, a dive into charlie yeah. manson and that and I, I feel like a lot of people are like they loved it or hated it i because, haven't seen it yet yeah so jake's mom hated it right and i freaking loved it Did and you? i think we talked about it yesterday i said if you know the ins and outs of charlie manson and the family he he gets some nods in there. There were some nods, some yeah. little peanuts. Yeah, I
0: we haven't watched it yet, and so maybe mm-hmm. we'll be the we'll watch it, and I'll yeah. give you my opinion. Give
1: my get, yeah, give me your opinion. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch real quickly on cults because a lot of times people say, "Well, how did that even happen? How does somebody get involved in that?" Right, right. And so some of the things that I read was that reasons that people get involved with cults specifically at this time period, but there are still a lot of cults today. Uh, yes, there are. Today. Mm-hmm. Um, people with low self-esteem make great targets, yeah. right? New members are showered with love, mm. right? That's so wrong and twisted. It is. Uh, women are more likely to join than men. Mm-hmm. Uh, many members have rejected religion. And are in search of something else that makes sense. Right. Right? It's an us versus them mentality. And so it, like, convinces you to cut off ties with anybody that came before, like your family, your friends. So you'll see a lot of that where you're only getting the ideology of the cult
0: well right and then it is interesting that you said they've rejected religion but these cults there's always a like religious figure so they're still turning to something that's familiar yeah but it's see, it's like packaged as being not that and it's right we're rebellious but you're really just the fucking
1: same thing just you look different well right and sometimes I think Worse. There were a, f- a right, few exactly that I read about where I'm not even going to bring this up because they're just so wrong. It's bad. Yeah. Um, Most people don't even realize they're in a cult mm. because cult leaders are masters at mani- manipulation and exactly. mind control. Yeah. Right. And hey, I've been there. Right. Yeah. It yeah. is hard. to. Yeah. Yeah. It's no joke. Yeah. So a lot of these cults revolve around, like you said, it's like they reject religion, but there's there's like
0: that nugget of familiarity yeah, with it. Yeah, and
1: it's really uh, sex and drugs and, you know, this. T- it's a way to take advantage of people. Exactly. <laughs> Specifically women. Thank you for saying You're that, You're welcome. Liam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to play. I'm right. not here to fucking play right. games. I mean, it's just so wrong. Right. And if you look at some of these cult leaders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I just. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Charlie
0: Manson looked like he had not taken a fucking shower in years. I'm talking years. Funk, a dunk, (laughs) you know, like you had to be ripe. Exactly. (laughs) Was that not enough? Let's bring a little humor in. Yeah. And then the racism and the,
1: you know, killing. Was that not like,
0: maybe I should leave.
1: Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that is pretty much what I have on this topic and I think that our topics really they like I like yeah set the stage for you that's very interesting how we did that and we didn't know I find it fascinating though fascinating but also very disturbing Oh uh, well your half yeah it gets yeah. very
0: dark on the cult
1: side of things
0: and I especially recently like I just don't really enjoy taking a dive into that that's why like we said we're not a true crime podcast don't expect yeah. like we're not trying to do that but the history and how much pop culture is weaved into that specific narrative is like bonkers. Yes. And it and just keeps getting like the more you read about it you're like what the fuck.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've found a whole other thread of little things that we can bring dive up into. dive into, yeah. yeah. But um yeah, it's it's just so here's what I would say about Rosemary's Baby and this subject. Mm-hmm. If you are a horror
0: fan or a film fan, you you know, you're a cinephile, mm-hmm. I think you should watch it mm-hmm. because it just comes up in film conversations yeah. all the time, especially right. the horror community. However, it is very triggering and disturbing in this whole top, like, I feel like the topic of Charles Manson is so sensationalized. And I we've even talked about this like mm-hmm. because I used to look at it like I'm very interested in forensic science. I think yes. it's interesting. But because it's such like a staple in 60s history mm-hmm. and pop culture and all of this, you do kind of it does start to get a little separate. Like these were people like these are actual actual people and lives were fucking destroyed and it was mean and harsh and dirty and yeah. bad and
1: so yeah, yeah i don't know well i think it's also kind of like you know when uh, people make the uh statement oh good there's a baby on the airplane it won't crash you know what i mean and i think the fact that she was pregnant a pregnant woman about to give birth is just so heinous on so many levels right that it just threw it into a whole different... Well, it just
0: did definitely send the message that, like, no one is safe and coming out of a time where everyone felt so open and like, you know what I mean? Like, we're just open and we're kind of going with it and then this happened and it's like, The worst possible thing.
1: It's like no one is safe. And then so it's like the complete reverse. Well, and that's what do master manipulators do. And we know it well is they get you while your defenses are down Mm -hmm. and they swoop in there and they take charge. And uh, like people's defenses were down. It was all about free love and doors were open. Doors were were open. We love everybody. It's
0: all about peace and love. Well, there's like little details. Again, like if you're interested in the subject, you know, go for it. Um, I think you can tell when people are trying to like make a buck or when they're Mm -hmm. trying to educate. And Mm -hmm. so use your judgment. Mm -hmm. But I, I, there's like a little thing that always stands with me is that when one of the girls first walked into the house, I don't know who she came across, you know, of Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. the Tate residence, Mm -hmm. but they were just like, hi. Like, because it was such an in and out policy, like the doors were open and you could come in and come out and maybe you didn't know everyone. It was just kind of like, we're all love. Like it is. Yeah. And so it's just this really, really sinister and like.
1: Yeah. yeah, it kind of shut that shit down real quick, and then look at that. Mm-hmm. Like in by today's, could you imagine just like walking into um, I don't know Beyonce's house and be like, "Hey, what's up?" Right? Because yeah. she was a movie that star. Shit's locked down like Fort Knox. There's bodyguard. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like it's yeah. It's so look at time. that time period. It's a different time. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What an interesting ride we took today, we Laura. We sure did. Heavy topic, heavy topic. But- heavy topic, but I do think that it it keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. And I like the whole, like, occult in pop culture because it really did. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have a whole podcast based on basically that. Yeah. So, I mean, there is such, like, a merge. And so,
1: obviously, you're going to have, like, real historical events that. Right. And, I mean, for me, I think it's interesting my love of the 60s generation, the 60s counterculture movement, the hippies, the love, the peace. And I always think, and I read it somewhere long, long ago, where it was saying like the 60s were the last time that people came together in such mass through music Mm. to combat or to say no to the government. You know what I mean? And it's been divide, divide, divide ever since. Wow. And so I just... You know or drawn to that yeah, drawn time to that time period and so much was happening. So much was happening, but wow, it ended in
0: such a horrible way. Yeah. 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 So, wow. I don't know. That was I think that that, that was a very interesting topic to mm-hmm. me. I feel very I feel very like yeah. mentally stimulated.
1: Like I yeah. just learned yes. a huge ton of shit. All of that out of Rosemary. Yeah, I don't see like, how Rosemary's baby uh, stands the test of time. Oh no. Um, you know. No, anymore.
0: no, I don't think uh, like I will. Ne- I will probably never watch that movie again. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It makes me uncomfortable. Yes. But we had to do it. Oh, like yeah. when
1: I announced that we were doing it, everyone was like, oh, "I'm so excited!" And I'm like, "Oh yeah. shit!" I mean, its contribution to film right. and the horror genre are you know unmistakably it's you know disturbing. important.
0: But uh, yeah. Very disturbing alone and then when you place it next to what actually happened at the time in history. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean it gets like real twisted and fucked up. But hey, we started off with some fun and light with Jack Black and then Lore took you dark because way to go, Lore (laughs) no (laughs) way to ruin it. Way to
1: bring down the house.
0: No, I thought that was very interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they played well off of each other. Yeah. Thank you, Lore. Thank Thank you for tackling that that hard topic. I know, right? With such grace. Did I? Yes. All right. I never want to disrespect any any of the you know Oh yeah people. well
0: no it's such a huge part of history now that mm-hmm. and I think that we set our peace and that is all we'll say about it. Yeah. So are you ready for killer quotes of the week? Let's do it. All right. Okay, mine is, rock is not the devil's work. It's magical and rad. I love (laughs) (laughs) it. I had a hard time picking a killer quote from this. I'm sure you (laughs) did. I'm sure you
1: did. So at one point, uh, the the nosy neighbors come over and Rosemary says, well, I, I just got my period, right? Yeah. And she said, what? You're up and moving about? I used to have to drink gin through a straw to kill that pain. Hey. Hello. Yeah, same. No. <laughs> no. Relatable.
0: Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so that's what hey, at I At least you could find a little nugget in there. I, br- I tried to bring bring some light bring in. Bring some light in. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, we hope you had a good week and we hope yeah. you enjoyed that conversation. Yes. This yeah. is stuff we talk about all the time when we're just sitting hanging out. Mm-hmm. So I like that like I hope you feel like we were just yeah, you
1: know, right. shooting the shit on shooting maybe like shit. a little
0: different topic than we normally Exactly. Normally tackle. Right. So.
1: But it still ties into the occult and magic oh, and for sure, for sure. all of that. Yeah. What
0: a tangled web. Exactly. Wow. T M. All
1: right. All right. Anywho, we'll all catch right. you next week. All right.
0: T T F N. Cut print checks the gate. Moving on.